When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back in Studio A with my guy, Brendan Vogt. It's kind of big. <laughs> it is big. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA show. There we go. On a Wednesday. Got a great show for you guys. Oh, got a do. great show. We've got a FIBA World Cup update. We've got Nikola Jokic with Serbian government figures in a photo. Aaron Gordon is officially in China. Where in the world is Aaron Gordon? Well, he's in China slash back in China. I don't know if we know. A man on the move. <laughs> uh, Jamal Murray appeared in a prominent rapper's music video. And then, along with DNVR Rank Week, we are going to rank our top 10 villains of the Nikola Jokic era. Gets How do you feel about that, Brendan Vogt? I can't wait because it's just a fun one to talk about fun one to reflect on thankfully kind of a hard list to fill out towards the end because there aren't that many villains i know but what we also have is our top five from bet 365 which we'll get to and we'll also talk talk about the top five foes right in the denver nuggets era so think damian lillard a lot of rankings today so the foes is gonna be non-nuggets correct Top 10 villains of the Jokic era, just to keep with the theme of just talking about Nuggets, as we've done on all these lists, it's Nuggets players. Correct. Former Nuggets players. Correct. I think they're all former. (laughs) That'd be kind of awkward if they weren't. Yes. Top 10 villains of former Nuggets players. I don't know. Did you put Reggie Jackson on the list or no? I'm a Reggie guy. Okay. I'm just I'm going to be the Reggie Jackson guy on this show next year. I already know it. You, you guys are all out Good on him. I'm that. in on Reggie Jackson. You, while you two feet in, while you move chips to Reggie Jackson, I'm gonna step on your Christian Brown. Corner I'm not selling Christian some. Brown. Okay, not, all right. not selling that. All but I right. wait for the uh, the picket Reggie just fights that are gonna oh, happen between I, these two. I am buying currently Reggie Jackson stock. So it's again, never been lower, and I'm buying. So again, we're talking villains that played with Jokic. We'll also talk foes. Uh, yeah, that's true. It does make villains way harder. But we're going to use our thinking brains, Dylan. Yes. This is a thinking man's podcast. All right, let's get to a little World Cup update. I feel like the World Cup is barely being talked about. That's probably because it's getting played at the worst hours possible. Yeah, and because the best players in the world, two of the best players in the world dropped <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, Team USA last night dominated Jordan, the country of Jordan. Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. Um. Anthony Edwards had 22 points. Bobby Portis Jr. was the second leading scorer, 13 points. Jaron Jackson Jr. did not foul out of this game. He had 12. Uh, Maybe a little drama on Team USA vote. Brandon Ingram out of the starting lineup. Josh Hart in the starting lineup. Josh Hart had two points and 12 rebounds in this game last night. Without wanting to stir the pot too much, because we're just rooting for our boys here. I don't know. Brandon Ingram, though, maybe viewed I'm, this I'm not rooting for Team USA. I, rejuven- I could not care less if they <laughs> won this. Brandon Ingram maybe viewed this as a rejuvenation project. 
Like, even though he was a role player, think of how much Melo's stock with Team USA would go up every time. Yeah. Not working out that way. He's kind of looking like the odd man out. And maybe even sort of like when you first put Carmax on a cold sore, shout out Mitch Hedberg, all it's really doing is just highlighting that you have a cold sore. It's not looking good for Brandon Ingram. Shout out. Um, also in World Cup news, Serbia stayed perfect. They moved to 3-0. and They beat South Sudan. Um, I believe this was last night. In their most recent game, Nikola Jovic, 25 points. Bogdan Bogdanovic, 23-9. and I'm kind of putting up a house on Nikola Jovic Island. Dude, I'm he kind good. of a believer. He looks good. I will say it's tough because players like him shine in international competition. He is more than this, but a tall shooter. They just... Davis Bertans, Larry, Larry Markinen, who admittedly had a great year in the NBA following that uh, Eurobasket run, mm -hmm. but he always shines on that stage. So I'm not surprised to see Jovic look good here. Also in a in a in the middle of an actual school of thought in basketball, a basketball philosophy in Serbia. But it's good for him because he wasn't going to get this run with Miami, you know, in the immediate future. Right. And now they can really get a look at what this guy can do. And it's something we've been curious about on this show. The Nuggets taking him always seemed unlikely, but yes, of course, we've got our eyes on Jovic. Spain also moved to 3-0 and uh, with friend of the show, Juancho Hernan Gomez, leading the way. 21 points, shot 9-13 of 13 in this game last night. They beat Iran, so they are 3-0 and as well. Uh, the Aaron Gomez brothers leading Spain to the top of their group so far. It's been a the week of Wancho here on the DNBA show, incidentally. Yeah. But we did talk about this yesterday. Wancho and Willie, they love playing Team Spain together. They love winning with Team Spain together. And that's going to be the Aaron Gomez brother legacy. Maybe not NBA stars by any stretch, but... These guys play well in the international stage. And then Slovenia also got a win. I believe they're undefeated as well. Luka Doncic just continues to dominate the World Cup. Um, he had only 19 points in this game, but it was a pretty comfortable win over Cape Verde. I love how much... Who is somehow in the FIBA World Cup. I, I got to say, there's a big difference between Eurobasket and the World Cup in that maybe... <laughs> Too many groups, too many teams a little bit, but I I understand why the event is what it is. Um, I love how much Luca loves international basketball. Me too, man. I think it's really cool, and i somewhat envious of it as a Jokic guy. Yeah. I, without, I don't really have any inclination to drop the hammer on Jokic's approach. You know, it's largely none of my business, I kind of feel like, but it would be cool to see him embrace it the way Luca has because when Luca, I think, hangs it up, in addition to his NBA resume, he's going to have this really decorated Team Slovenia run. Yeah. that's I, That I think, as the game becomes increasingly international, is something he can hang his hat on just as part of his legacy overall. Yeah, I think so, too. Who are you rooting for at this point in the World Cup? Are you are you just a Team USA guy? Are you red, white, and blue f I, through and through? Well, you know me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually don't mind this team. Like I, don't, uh -huh. I find them easier to, to root for because I don't think I'm watching... I don't know. If it was a James Harden-led team, I'd be way less in. I think there is a little bit of a... They tried to construct a real roster, a real team. There are some guys trying to make a leap. So I'm into it. Yeah. 
I thought I was going to be out on Team Spain because enough of Team Spain, but we've talked about Wancho enough that I do. I just like when he's happy. And Serbia, I'm still. I'm. St- they're playing good basketball. I know they don't have our guys that we're used to, so it's harder for us to sink our teeth into it. But the ball movement's been good, and uh, the longer they're in this, the more I'm going to hope they pull something out. Yeah, I. I mean, of course, I've got Team Serbia close to my heart. Part of me feels like it might become a little awkward if they do really well without Jokic. That could get a little that, testy. Yeah, that I is feel true. Like. But I don't think. I think this event doesn't. That Eurobasket held more weight with all three of those guys playing. I yeah. think. I don't think people are looking at this necessarily with all the guys who aren't playing. I don't know if this is a resume maker breaker. Canada, who's looked really good, Shea Gilgis Alexander oh, yeah. has dominated. I. I actually am rooting for Canada a little bit. USA-Canada final could be cool. That could be interesting. Um, But I don't know. Would you rather see USA-Canada final or like USA-Slovenia with Doncic versus Team USA? Uh, Maybe that one. I'd be way more in on Canada if Jamal was playing. Yeah, but Canada has so much more talent. I'm like, I think they would give Team USA a better game. They would. I just don't know if Slovenia has the horses other than Doncic. The, the Canada thing, too, would be another brick in this wall of, like, hey, the, the international parity is so much further than you think. Yeah. Because, yeah, we know Jokic from Serbia, Giannis from Greece, Luka from Slovenia, but we kind of forget there's a lot of good players in Canada right now, and if they just beat Team USA in a medal game, that would be a big wake-up call that, yeah, this is not just an automatic win for Team USA. I think Spain could give the USA a game, too. Like, I don't think it's as oh, talented sure. of a Spain roster that we've ever seen. But they but just know what they're doing. Yes, it's the Spain system. And, you know, similar to the Serbia system, like, those guys just know how to play together. Um, so we'll see as the tournament rolls on. Get into the knockout stages shortly. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated periodically on that. Jamal Murray popped up in Jack Harlow's music video. This, the What's summer, your reaction to this? The summer of Jamal Murray. Uh, very first of all, I did. Jack Harlow seems to have a lot of cred in the NBA world. Have you noticed this? Like, yeah. well, I guess he's. Well, well, he, he, he has balance? a he has a song titled Tyler Hero, and yeah, he is he's New Balance signed to it, New Balance. That's yeah. what it is. So it's Kawhi, Harlow, and Jamal, kind of the faces right now. Of, yeah. Yeah, they're Orleans. they're in Denver. I mean, this is right outside Coors Field in Lodo. It's the CenturyLink building right there. Have you ever seen the old Jack Harlow picture of him in a Nikola Jokic jersey, like back when he's still in Kentucky? You're joking, right? No, I'm 100 percent serious. I'm gonna try to find it. Like, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm gonna try to find it. But <laughs> um, no, I thought I thought this was cool. There's also another picture from the music video where he's at a Good Times, and this is on Colfax, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. So yeah, this means one. Jack Harlow was pretty much at the DNVR bar. Outside. Walking distance. Walking yeah. distance. We can just say he was at the bar. Yeah, let's. we'll just put up a picture. We'll have D-Line sign it, and we'll tell everyone it's Jack Harlow. Yeah. By the way, Bobby, I, I didn't Luca win a gold in the Olympics? He did, No, right? it was uh, Eurobasket, I or Eurobasket, that's yeah. what it is. Excuse me. A couple um, of years ago. So he has won internationally. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. I mean, I feel like Jamal Murray has ascended to a level where, you know, people just kind of want to be around him. They want to be in the Jamal Murray universe. 
Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think New Balance has an opportunity here, too, to... The ball's kind of in their court for a lot of the things that we've talked about with Jamal here. Yeah. And how there's... So he has this opportunity to say yes to these things and push himself to the forefront of the NBA kind of conversation. New Balance has an opportunity to make him the co-face of their company right now with Kawhi, who's always going to have that street cachet, even if he's not, you know, a, a superstar right now. Yeah. And, and then Jamal, who just could be next up for their their whole program and roster, you know, at New Balance, because this is a guy who's not going anywhere. Yeah. We got some confirmation that Aaron Gordon is indeed two feet on the ground in China right now. Right I believe. now. He's back in China Let's let's play this video from Mr. Nugget here. He's on the Great Wall. Come on. Oh, look at that shot. Majestic almost. <laughs> this is an epic video. Yeah, the music is really doing it for me. <laughs> Honest question. Not skipping steps. Love that. Honest question. Who's had a better calendar year than Aaron Gordon? Man, I don't know. On the planet Earth. This guy is living it up. Dude, his entire career got changed when he got traded to Denver, man. Think about that. Denver doesn't do that to people in the NBA right. historically. And here, here he is, I think, promoting the shoe right here. 361. Yeah. Oh, man. What a life. So we'll see if he stops back into Serbia. Uh, there are some horse races this weekend. Can you imagine if he just goes back? <laughs> what if he went back and just went to the races not with Jokic? Right. Just <laughs> just loves the sport that he's much. Just, I'm, he's like, you know, it's the trotting. <laughs> At first, I thought it was kind of silly, but there's something to it. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of Nikola Jokic, he dressed up uh, for one occasion recently. He was photographed with this via Google Translate is the first lady of Serbia. Look, look at that. The wife of President of the Republic, Tamara Vucic. So Novak Djokovic is a very, very public like face of Serbian culture. Yeah. And I think he has a lot of influence in in that culture politically business wise otherwise and often that stuff goes hand in hand we don't see a ton of it from Jokic. we don't see a ton of it so this is but um yeah i just think that's kind of interesting in the juxtaposition where i think Djokovic is very sort of willing to be a face in that way right but this stuff is a, a, a bit more rare for you dude maybe Jokic develops into this guy though I maybe maybe I mean I think I, I maybe he has some aspirations back home when his playing career is done that would require that as well but um, we'll see we'll see the um, the caption on this photo on Instagram said Nikola Jokic who earlier in the day received recognition from the Minister of Foreign Affairs for promoting Serbia's reputation around the world I think he did a good job of that in the first of all didn't can we get I feel like we did that too. Just saying. Oh, we we need some recognition. Improving Serbia's reputation around the world. I mean, what we might have done for the tourism business in Serbia. We're, unmeasurable. We can't put a number on that. We're arguably more committed to it than Jokic. Uh <laughs> just kidding though. Just kidding. Hey, no, that is cool to see. He I would say he did a good job representing 
yeah. representing the uh, the country and the culture in this playoff run. Yeah. Um, in just to go back to Jamal Murray real quick, this guy just hit me on Twitter, T Bone. It's pretty crazy that the Jamal Murray universe is included by the number one pound for pound UFC featherweight champion, the yeah. great Alex the Great Volkanovsky. Jack Harlow, probably not the pound for pound best rapper, but nope. he is relevant. He is. Very relevant. Yeah, that is actually true. The 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 MMA one is fascinating to me. Yeah. I'm actually I, I would love to get the backstory on that. Yeah, how that came about. That's a really cool one though. Yeah. That was a kind of that was a unique way for Jamal to be on his victory lap this that summer. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh let's hit a break. Let's on the other side we'll get to our top ten villains of the Nikola Jokic era. Just former nuggets, by the way. We also have a top five foes slash villains from other teams that we'll get to for our bet three, six, five, top five, but top 10 villains of the Nikola Jokic era. I want to see in the chat who, who you guys think are going to be these villains. Remember former nuggets, some, you know, left here on bad terms. Some were on bad terms while they were still here. We'll talk about it. We'll see if we can get that list to 10. We have so (laughs) many friends. Uh, Hey, therapy is important. I've benefited from talk therapy in the past and there are other things you can do building strategies into your life making sure your emotional support structure is there but that can and and maybe should include talk therapy let BetterHelp be your map go to betterhelp.com slash dnvr dnvr answer a few questions about yourself and your goals get matched with a licensed therapist if it's not working for you if you're not comfortable with that therapist you can switch at any time and this is built to be convenient work for you in your schedule you can do this from home as so many things in life seem to be um that's the direction so many things are headed these days so let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com slash dnvr today you're going to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash dnvr also if you're looking to make bets like we do a lot on this show i mean during nugget season we're betting all the time you got to use bet 365 it's our go-to app for live sports betting. And look, if you haven't heard of Bet365, everybody throughout the rest of the world has. They were huge throughout all Europe. And then they've recently come over to the U.S., but they are an established, legit, easy-to-use betting company. Download the app, Bet365. Use the code DNVR365 at sign up. Um, Bet365, they got all the bets you want to make. Uh, you can right now turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. Download the app, deposit $10, claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Again, download the Bet365 app, use code DNVR365 when you sign up. I must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Bet365, 80 million users worldwide, partner of the Colorado Rockies. They have these great market-specific boosts as well. So if you're in Denver, you're going to get an odds boost to bet on the Nuggets to win a championship. So they got boosts no matter where you are. So um, cool little offering from Bet365. Make sure to use code DMVR365 at sign up. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast, the DMBA show. On a Wednesday, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote. If you guys haven't seen, we're doing rank week here at DNVR. We're ranking the top 25 greatest athletes 
in Denver sports history where all the way up to 14 where Steve Atwater was 14. We've got 13 coming out at 1 p.m. right when the show ends. One more nugget on the list to get to. I wonder who it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, stay tuned on that. You can just follow that along on the DNVR social accounts. It's, it's a fun little project we're doing. PHNX and CHGO, our friends in Phoenix and Chicago, are also doing their own list. So it's been cool to see who the different you know markets have as their top 25 greatest athletes. The lists are, are always an interesting look to me because you get X amount of people in a room. You all have your own lists and you try to reach like a consensus or an average and you yeah. end up with a list that probably isn't any one person's list, but it's, it's a really fun way to, to think about this stuff. And especially the mellow one, you know, like at where, where he really ranks in hindsight is an interesting experiment. And Love seeing Jamal there at 25. Got a feeling, Harrison, if we do this again in the future, he'll be a little higher on that list. He was the toughest guy to rank in this whole thing. He was the toughest guy because what he just did in the finals was, like, there's no argument to that. I'm not sure. There's Jimmy Butler. Other than that, I'm not sure I can really think of another player in sports to the extent that Jamal does admittedly be inconsistent in the regular season and then yeah. consistently kick ass when it yeah. matters most. It's really interesting. And it's tough because we were trying to take everything into account, but, you know, a lot of these guys on these this these lists, tons of all-star appearances, all-NBA selections. You know, Jamal doesn't have that, but he has what I think is the most important thing to have is an NBA championship and performing at the highest level. In the NBA Finals. So. I think it's seven total titles, right, in Denver, and one of them is the Nuggets. Yeah. And Jam it doesn't happen without Jamal, so he's got to be represented, I think. Yeah, so he was tough to rank, but yeah, in three years, maybe. He's going to crack the top 20 for sure. Five years could be top 10. I Easy. They, I think they get another one at some point. Yeah. All Back right. On wood. Uh, continuing on with our top 10 rankings this week. Top 10 villains. Here we of go. The Nikola Jokic era. Do you have any honorable mentions you want to get to before we well, reveal the list? Well, I kind of want to see your list because I do like I like the impromptu arguments. So I'm okay. going to wait, and then I'm going to maybe challenge. Okay. Number 10 on my list, and yeah. I hate to put him on here because he was a friend of the show at one point. He sat right there and was on the DNBA show with us. He was our guy. But, I mean, he's not anymore. That's Bones Island. It's tough because an essential thing that's going to get you on this list is not buying in. Mm. When so many people came through and saw what was possible and happening and bought in without thinking twice. And, you know, Bones is young. And I think, I think there will be a long career ahead of him. Uh, but that was a mistake, and I think it's got to get him on this list. I like him at 10. Any higher feels like switching up on I our know. guy. I, see, I don't hate Bones. I don't, we don't want to switch up on Bones. I, it's not that I no. dislike Bones Highland. But I he, actually love Bones. He's a great guy, great kid. I think he's going to have a career, a, a long career. Heck of a talent, man. But Unbelievable you, offensive player. When you basically force your way out of the title year, yeah. you're going to end up on this list. You have the villain label attached. Just because of that, he, him and Jamal Murray say they weren't beefing right before his exit. You can't tell me that's true, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm going with B for sure. Do you remember Jamal Murray's tweet? Uh, yeah, I do. Don't complain about what you didn't get from the work you didn't put in. Very similar to uh, like LeBron James telling Kevin Love to fit in, not fit out. I That's what it reminded that. me of. I do remember. But that. no, I don't hate Bones. It's just he's on this list because he kind of has to be. I agree. I fully agree. That's why 10 is good because he's got to be on there, but any higher feels like we're just switching up too hard. Yeah. Number nine on my list is Isaiah Thomas, who I also tried to put on the vibes list. You tried to put him on every list. You love Isaiah Thomas. When you publicly beef on Twitter with people, you're on this list. And Who did he publicly beef with? Oh, fans? If you remember... What what happened with Isaiah Thomas? Like again, I don't hate Isaiah Thomas. He's just kind of a villain of the Jokic era because of what transpired when he was here. He was signed in the off season. We were actually with <laughs> Tim Connolly the, n- <laughs> the night he was signed. That's right. Um, he was signed in Vegas at summer league. He was injured, of course, rehabbing, and then. He comes back, I think it was in January, played in, you know, 10, 11, 12 games. Obviously, it didn't work and then was kind of done, but he was a great locker room presence, um, a a great voice for the Nuggets, kind of a a nice team leader at that time. But he soon blocked mostly every Nuggets reporter on Twitter. Oh, that's right. That's right. He didn't block me, which either means he didn't know who I was or there was kinship in our eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been the second one. Yeah. I don't get that much in locker rooms. Um, number eight on my list, I've got Jordan McRae. I love this so much. So his his particular rock bottom might be the worst of anyone's on the list. It was bad. It was real public, fighting with coaches, yelling at guys. And I don't – listen – I say this with an astounding amount of self-awareness um, at, for all my limitations. You are Jordan McRae. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal. And uh, for all the people to get fired up about what wasn't happening for them in Denver, I love that Jordan McRae's on this list. Absolutely hilarious to me. Do you remember exactly what happened with Jordan McRae? It, he was yelling at coaches, right? It was about playing time. He got subbed out of a game, right? And mouthed off to a coach. A coach, and then it escalated, and then I think someone kind of had to pull him away a little bit. Yeah. Then I think maybe there were some tweets. It didn't work out for It Jordan. always goes on Twitter. It always goes. It just felt like that was such an opportunity for, for him, and he could not have ruined it yeah. anymore. Oh, man. I'm glad he's on this list. That's a fun one to think about. Number seven, I've got Tyler Lydon. And this one feels a little dirty. It's not his fault. He just was trash. All he did was get drafted. But (laughs) this guy from the second he was drafted was not Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And then he was increasingly not Donovan Mitchell as time went on. And uh, he never had a chance. He never had a chance. If they busted on him in a different draft, it would have felt a little different. But because it was the Donovan Mitchell draft, because it was 
the trade back where they didn't get OG and Anobi. Because they clearly panicked. Respect to our guys. We've <laughs> done a great they job. Did. A great job in the draft room that year. And because it wasn't even like he was bad. He was really, really bad. He just never even was playable. Yeah. No, it, n- it never, ever worked out. And he also listened to Simple Plan and posted hunting <laughs> selfies. What Actually, are you, what are you against that. hunting selfies? No, no, but it was that they were this at the same time. It was he was listening to Simple Plan while hunting by himself. Dude, I was going back was, and um, looking at old pictures of Wancho with the team. Yeah, and it looks like Wancho and Tyler Lydon were best friends. <laughs> They're sitting together on the plane all the time. They were like joking around at practice all the time together. They're like, yeah, these guys think we're shooters. Tyler Lydon probably understood nothing of of what Wancho said for those entire two plus years, (laughs) but they were just best friends. It was a heavy accent back then. (laughs) So true, dude. The giant owl tattoo. You know what? This is making me like Tyler Lydon. Yeah, but I mean, Tyler Lydon was just an epic bust, even though he was like the 20-something pick. Um, That's mostly why he's on this list. Let's hit another break. Uh, We will get to our top six on the other side. Excited to reveal these names and and see what you guys think. Top villains of the Okajera. Oh, what a treat that's going to be. One of my favorite treats this time of year is the Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery. You can get that at the DNVR bar. It's our beer of the month. It's only six bucks right now. They've got a beer for any occasion. They've got a beer for any game, any season. They love to experiment at Breck Brew, try new try new beers, try new flavors, flavor profiles. But they never lose the essence of beer, the core of beer. And that's why I mess around with even their sours, which aren't usually my favorites, but the Mountain Beach Sour, it's really great. Check it out at our bar or just punch it into the Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com and find a brew near you. Also, Bacchus and Shanker. Look, if you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And you don't pay Bax and Shanker any money until they win your case. No upfront fees to speak with Bax and Shanker about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case. And they've done that a lot. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. If you've been driving around Denver, driving around Colorado, you've probably seen a bus with those two guys' faces on it. Bacchus and Shanker, they're huge in Denver. They have the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers, 100 staff members. Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. We can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right, back here, DMVR Nuggets podcast, DMBA show, Harrison Wynn and Brendan Vote. Our top 10 villains of the Jokic era. Um, I might have messed up this list. You did, but let's audible. I've got a name for you. Okay. I don't know if he's too high, but I think maybe on this list. Does Malik Beasley sneakily meet a lot of this criteria? <sighs> Does he? Went clutch. Kind of got weird. Didn't seem like he wanted to be in Denver. Gets a little too hyped to play them when he was with, and he's on the Wolves, or he was on the Wolves. Now he's on the Lakers. You know, you know what still doesn't sit right 
with me and Malik Beasley. When Malik Beasley got traded from Denver, remember when the Timberwolves had a practice in Denver pretty close to after that trade happened? I don't know if you were at that practice or you, you remember what happened. But Wancho and Malik both talked to the media. Wancho went on about a couple-minute straight pretty much soliloquy about how thankful he was for the Nuggets, how they gave him an opportunity, yeah, yeah. ownership, coaches, front office, the players, the locker room, how much he enjoyed his time here, how thankful he was for Denver, how he'll never forget it. And I was like, oh, that that's nice. And then Malik Beasley went right after and was pretty much like, yeah, I'm going to make Denver yeah. be pissed about letting me go. That's why one of the best Will Barton moments was him blocking Beasley to win the game. Oof. This was like, it was all still fresh. Yeah. And, and like, look, I, I can't like hate Malik Beasley for doing that because he's like super competitive, chip on his shoulder, wants to prove everything wrong, everybody wrong. Yeah, That's fine. It's his old team. I get it. But it was just like such a stark contrast of ways of thinking about I, it. Dude, I'll never forget that, that training camp because we heard he was with Clutch and then we showed up and I was like, is Malik like still on this team? Yeah, something wasn't right. You Just could standing tell. Standing in the corner. Yeah. Right. So I think he's on this list. Okay. A uh, number five, I've got Trey Lyles, <laughs> who has had a revitalization. Dude, he he's might, been rejuvenated. He might be a playoff rotation guy. I'm not kidding. He was good in that series. But for Denver, I mean, we did not enjoy the Trey Lyles experience. <sighs> He also is kind of a victim of the situation, too, because he was in that 2017 draft day trade, him coming over that with Tyler Lydon. He was in the he wasn't in the picture where they held up the flag, but probably should have been. And he just he just wasn't all that here in Denver. I remember my my quintessential Trey Lyles memory was that I my one and only earnest, this guy's in the best shape of his life. I fell for it. It was Trey Lyles, of all people. He looked pretty <laughs> jacked. He really did. That's what I remember. <laughs> I don't remember him doing anything particularly villainous, but he is attached to the Lydon-Mitchell thing. Yeah. And just part of the, in hindsight, certain pieces needed to be swapped out on this roster. But again, as you said, ironically... By the end of that King series, there were like four Kings that weren't scared of the moment. One of them was not Sabonis. It was Trey Lyles. Mm. So he, he maybe maybe the best is yet to come for Trey. Maybe. Number four, Richard Jefferson. Thank you. Thank you for this. Because I think it's still going. It is still going. I think it's to this day, it's still going. <laughs> so Richard Jefferson was signed as a free agent. I believe the Nuggets were the last team he played for. What was that 2018? Yeah, he and Devin Harris too came over. They were the late season additions. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Richard Jefferson, nice veteran presence. He's gonna be a good locker room voice for these young guys. I'm sure he's just gonna be, you know, really just respected and appreciated by his teammates. Yeah. That wasn't the sense I got. I got the sense that nobody liked Richard Jefferson when he was here. I got that. My my absolute 
tinfoil hat theory is that no one thought he was funny and it and it just grinded his gears so much to the point where uh I still don't think he's funny. He was out on the team in general. Yeah, he he I just always every time I'd hear him talk about the Nuggets, I'd be like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> he just really hated his year here. Maybe Jamal just ruined his life i could I actually know. see that yeah, yeah i bet you jamal was not amused by rj but don't you feel like rj is always taking shots at the nuggets I, on espn i absolutely do man. during games i absolutely do and uh i yeah i really do i got to, yeah you know what i didn't like about rj i felt like he felt like he was too big for the denver yeah he was fresh off the lebron you know, bus ride. Yeah. And he got to Denver and it was like a pre-retirement yuck it up. Here's my on-air personality. And I'm like, yeah, man, but there are people here trying to win and stuff. Yeah. He's like, I just want to do the road trip and podcast. That's it. I really think that was it. Drink some wine with Josh. Call it a day. I love that he's on the list. Also, I think the too. during the Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid MVP conversation, didn't he have a point that was like Jokic's teammates they're told to shoot it immediately after they get the pass for him to stat pad his assists yeah he, he did have the weird <laughs> coaches and scouts tell me he had the worst rebuttal to Jokic's MVP argument in history and that's tough yeah I with you 99% of the chat says yes he's a hater one Serbian of all people no he's not a hater <laughs> interesting interesting <laughs> all right we got three more um, let's hit another break. We'll get to these three, and then we've also got our bet three six five right. top five foes that we'll go to as well. Uh, so we got the top three villains of the Jokic era coming up. These are these are three names you probably know. I love your list so far. Take on any list and the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather. It's happening right now. A little cool, cool off last week. It's hot again. Yeah. Sunny. Get those premium polarized shades at an affordable price. You shouldn't have to pay a million bucks to look like a million bucks. And you should shop with no risk. And you can at Shady Rays because if you don't love your pair, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free. Within 30 days, they're also going to give out their best deal of the season to you, our listeners. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR. They'll give you 50% off. That's half off two plus pairs of solarized polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, guys, Nutrafol, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. <laughs> Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. So a lot of people, you know, you might lose your hair. You might think losing your hair is inevitable. Inevitable. There's nothing you can do, but Nutrafol is a great option. And like I said, it, it's super healthy. Also, if you have thinning hair, if you want to reach your full hair potential, check out Nutrafol, the leading hair growth supplement. Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, visible scalp coverage as well. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. If you want to take the first step to visibly healthier, thicker hair, uh, this is just for a limited time. So get on this offer quick. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code DNVR. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair 
Nutrafol.com slash men, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Enter the promo code DNVR. All right, back here, DNVR Nuggets podcast, DNBA show. Time to reveal our top three villains of the Nikola Jokic era. Number three, I've got Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah. Who I do kind of feel bad putting on this list because it's not anything that he himself did. Like, he wasn't a bad guy. Wasn't a locker room cancer. He was just a real downer of the Jokic era, especially the early part of it. When I got here, he was not talking to the media at all. That was, yeah. I remember that. But in a way that was, he'd walk down the hallway, people would be like, hey, Emmanuel. And then he would look at them and like make a face or something and just keep walking. He never spoke. It was tough, man. It was so I don't I I wasn't really there for enough of it. Yeah. But I, I it's there some of this is people thought he was gonna be the guy, and then he was yep. very much not the guy. So I was there from the beginning of it, and he was in a tough position, man, because he was the face of the team as a rookie. Right. As a 19-year-old rookie. After every game, he talked to the media. Nicole Jokic didn't talk to the media much his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. We barely talked to Nicole Jokic his rookie year. But Emmanuel Moutier talked every single game. And I kind of felt bad for him because he was soft-spoken, man. He, yeah. he was shy, and he was just thrust into the spotlight, but, you know, couldn't handle it. And, like, th- that that's an expectation when you're – Drafted that high, like there's an expectation that you can handle that, but he just couldn't, and, and that was part of his downfall. Nuggets gave him every chance, you know. He started, well, he started for one or two years. He started, he played a ton of games, he had a ton of leeway. I mean, because the Nuggets, they weren't really they weren't anything back good. then, so they could afford that. And then, yeah, it got to a point where he wasn't talking to the media. And then um, in his third season, he was obviously traded. And I remember heading into that third season. Do you remember? I don't know if you were here at the time, but it was him, Jamal Murray as a rookie, and Jameer Nelson. Yeah. Or it might have been Jamal. I think it was Jamal's second year, and he was clearly, like, ascending. And there was talk that Jameer Nelson was going to be the backup point guard. And I believe the front office was like, we can't give up on Emmanuel Moutier. We've got to wave Jameer. Yeah. So it can be Jamal, yep. Emmanuel Moutier, and then they traded Emmanuel Moutier that season. Yeah, that's right. I do have a question for you because I did think he'd be on this list. So Walter Worthy in the chat, his objection is, is he really a villain or is he more of a disappointment? Disappointment. Probably. So I do. Three might feel high, but I I, I expected to see him on this list. So... Also, this might put him in the villain category. I remember it might have been his rookie year. It might have been his second year. I remember the Nuggets walking off the court after a game, after a loss, and Emmanuel Moutier's brothers yelling at Michael Malone in the tunnel (laughs) about playing time. That's always good. Yeah, that was back when you could hear everything. Everyone was yelling at each other too. Yeah, for but this sure. was like in the tunnel, coming off the court, heading into the locker. Right. All right. Well, 
we'll let's finish the list. Number two on the top ten villains of the Jokic era, I've got Jeremy Grant. I think this is correct. And this has a lot to do with his exit from Denver. Of course, if you remember free agency a few summers ago, all the talk was that Jeremy Grant was going to re-sign with the Nuggets at the stroke of midnight, which was really like 3 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. He was going to agree to a deal. It was done. Jeremy Grant to the Nuggets was done. No. Except for one little thing. He actually was never going to agree. Was never going to come back to Denver, and it was done that he was going to the Pistons. That's, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think there's been some back and forth on why he left, or maybe some, there's there's different things that have been reported. You know, there's the the wanting to play for a black coach and black front office, and Detroit is, of course, you know, a city that maybe fit him better if that's what he was looking for. There's also the role thing. And so for me, there was a bottom line that he just didn't want to be in Denver. Yeah. For whatever reason it was. And he didn't want to do all the things that Aaron Gordon did. And as D. Human just said, correct, but his villainy permitted AG's heroism. It's oh, like true. The, it's the yeah. perfect juxtaposition. It was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and it, and it helped. I mean, AG followed the exact path that Grant rejected. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, is Grant, like, a bad guy? I don't think so. I don't know him at all. But is he a Nuggets villain? Absolutely, man. Talk about the criteria here is guys that didn't want to be a part of this. Grant is near the top. Yeah. So if you remember that free agency, it was coming off the bubble. It was it was after the bubble because that was his one season in Denver. And from everything that I had heard, everything he was telling the Nuggets was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to resign. Yeah. I'm going to resign. Yeah. And it was all bullshit. And then you start hearing about, oh, yeah, in the bubble, like he was, you know, he was kind of wavering a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he he was like one of the guys that was threatening to leave the bubble and stuff like that. Or a couple guys on the team, like a lot of people throughout the NBA, but a couple people on the Nuggets. And then right before a free agency, I got a tip. Somebody hit me up and they were like, Jeremy Grant signing with the Pistons, four years, 80 million. And I was like. No, no, I, I, I was like, no way. And I texted somebody with the nuggets and I was like, I, I just got this. Like, are you guys aware of this? And they're like, yeah, we, we think there are like, there's some of our competition. <clears throat> and at that moment I was like, shit, he's gone. And that was a day before free agency started. I think. Yeah. I do think by the way, one of the valid hindsight criticisms is that Denver's front office was I guess naive about that particular one, you know, because it it does seem like, well, how did you guys really think he was going to stay for sure if that stuff was in the air? But again, I'm now commenting on stuff I wasn't really in the room for. So it's really easy to criticize from this distance. Here's my thing with Grant. And then the chat is pointing out, hey, ultimately, he got all this money. Yeah, I don't think this was reflective of of like a character flaw. You know, I don't think he did something wrong. But you're going to end up on this list if you choose the bag over Denver's title. And that's essentially what Grant did. So yeah. I, I he has to be high on this list for me. And then number one on this list, I've got Yusef Nurkic. 
This yeah. was a pretty clear number one, I think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a real bona fide villain. The argument is, is I mean, it almost makes itself just didn't want to be a part of it. Directly juxtaposed with Jokic's rise. Jokic was willing to come off the bench for him. That was not the case, vice versa. He leaves the game early. He goes to Portland, have a better summer. Dame's the best leader I've ever been around, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And and um, ultimately hitches his wagon to the wrong horse. Is that the expression? Did I get it right? I, don't, I, I think know. I did. I think I did. So, uh, yeah, Nurkic has to be here. And just, I don't think Nuggets fans will ever let this one go, particularly because we can have fun with it now more than anything and it was also the contrast between him and Nikola Jokic um like remember when Nikola Jokic volunteered to come off the bench yeah exactly to make to let Yusef Nurkic be the starting center to make sure he was as, as comfortable as possible and then, obviously, Nurkic had zero interest in doing the same once it was very apparent that Nikola Jokic was the future of this franchise. <laughs> was not down. Yeah. Was not down. So, you know, Nurk is irrelevant now, but but it's immortalized because the Nuggets won. You know? It's, it's there's, like, in the Nuggets Hall of Fame is a statue of Nurkic saying, have a nice summer, because we can look back on it now and laugh with the last laugh. Because it all it all worked out in Denver's favor, but yeah. he has to be that guy. He has to be that guy. He is number one. All right, let's get to our bet three six five top five uh, for this week uh, as we wrap up here. And um, for this top five, we're doing foes. We are doing foes. So now we're just going to talk about th this criteria is a little open. I want to hear what you think at home. But the biggest foes, so the guys on the other teams, Jokic has never played with them. They've been a big part of these battles. We don't like them as a fan base, right? So all of that kind of stuff. Number one, I think this is actually kind of easy. It's Rudy Gobert. I think everyone loves to hate Rudy Gobert as a Nuggets Jokic fan. Mm -hmm. uh, you get so much of the last laugh stuff. He was a part of a real rivalry with the Jazz. Briefly looked like, briefly looks like they might come out on top. Game three in the bubble. But of course... We all know it worked out in our favor. And uh, it's not that we're more afraid of Rudy than everyone else, but I do think people love to hate Rudy. And he was one of the first foes. So I've got him number one on my list. Who's number two? Number two, Damian Lillard. I think Portland in many ways was the first boss that Denver really faced. And they lost to them a couple times. And... You know, Dame and we, there was back and forth with Portland fans for a while. And uh, they lost some of those battles. There have been countless times where Dame has gone off against Denver, but not one, which is always interesting. And then again, uh, he was, it's a rivalry. It was Portland. They were the first rivals and he was the face of it. So he's got to be on there. You've got to love how all these foes, the Nuggets have just conquered. That's That's a big part of it. And so some of this stuff is, I'm really going back in time, right? Like right now, Embiid is the most recent thing. Yeah. But if you remember the length of the Jokic era, Gobert and Lillard were the first were the first guys that that really were in the way. Uh, it's, it's with an A. Did you get it? Okay, cool. Um, number three on my list, Joel Embiid. 
Now, it's the direct juxtaposition. It's the fan base. It's the MVP race. We get all of it. I think Embiid is three because they haven't met in the playoffs. He He's in the East. He hasn't actually played in Denver since Hector was a pup. Mm-hmm. They haven't actually played a lot together because Will Barton's awesome, Barry Magic. That's why. They haven't actually played against each other a ton. And so if he was in the West or if these were playoff matchups, I would say Embiid is number one. But I actually think that this is a secondary layer thing. It's in the narrative. It's in the debates. It's in Nuggets fans versus Philly fans. But Embiid, to me, they don't play enough <laughs> to actually be number one. Embiid's got to be number one for me. All right. Number Who's four, four, Anthony Davis. the One of the last guys that everyone said was a Jokic stopper. Um, obviously, that was not true. We all just watched the playoffs. Anthony Davis and the Lakers got the better of them in the bubble. And people misremember that as Davis locking Jokic up. Of course, we remember there was a lot of too big thing going on and a lot of fouling from Dwight Howard. So it was not the same when they guarded each other this past year. So I'm going with Anthony Davis at number four. Number five, chat. I need your help on this one. I've got some candidates. Russell Westbrook going way back for villains. James Harden because those Houston games sucked so much. Devin Booker, because we probably got to got get his son on there. Uh, there's Donovan Mitchell. What do you think, Wind? Chat, I think Booker maybe. Markeith Morris. Oh, there's Morris as well. <laughs> yeah. He's not really – he wasn't really a foe, you know? It's like wasn't formidable enough. Dude, James Harden, man. Do you remember those early year Jokic-era Rockets games? Those are the most depressing games that I've had to watch covering the Nuggets. Yeah. I the agree with Nuggets that. could never beat the James Harden Clint Capella Rockets. They got worked by them every time. I was at a game in Houston where they lost by like 20. And it was just James Harden step back three, step back three. Those were the worst. Dude, they those were the games where the Nuggets would lose. And then we'd go back to the press lounge and and ask each other, can they win a title? No, we asked each other, could they win a first round series? Right. <laughs> so that was it was so devastating for me. I think he had to be in those that were list. the worst games, man. Um, maybe Devin Booker though, because at this point you've got a playoff rivalry with the Suns. He's the face of that. I understand why everyone says Embiid has to be one. Maybe this is blasphemous. I just don't think they've actually played enough. I think well, Gobert and Lillard were the, the first real rivals. I think they were bigger actual foes and rivals throughout the Jokic era. Yeah, they probably were, you know, from that definition. It would be great, though, if we got a Jokic Embiid. I, you can't even say playoff series because it'd have to be a finals. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great if we just got Jokic Embiid on the court together in yeah. Denver. Or how about, yeah, just play in Denver, dude. That would help. You yeah. know, there's not even enough regular season games for me to put him on there. Obviously, Embiid, it, it got the most contentious there for sure. Lillard shouldn't be in top five. I think that's a, a recency by it. I don't know, man. The Portland battles. Two were, playoff series. Yeah. Four matchups every year in the Northwest in the division. division. He goes off. You've got the Austin Rivers game, but Denver actually wins that, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think... I think Portland has to be on that list. Yeah. Well, that's our uh, Bet365 top five for this week. You can hit that outro music, Kale. Guys, thanks for hanging out again today. 
as we went through the top 10 villains of the Jokic era. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll do another top 10 ranking. I, I don't know. It. You've been we'll doing a great see. job with these, dude. These are fun. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to them.